<laughs> What's going on, good people? Rich here. Ghoul in the building. What's happening? In? <laughs> Shout out to the lovely Ray P. Obviously, she's not with us right now. Ray P been on tour. Um, mm-hmm. So she's going to be back with us next week. But I was just about to say, I, just, I had the pleasure of seeing Ray P this past yes. weekend, man. It warmed my heart, man. It really warmed my heart to see Ray P um, in person. I hadn't seen her probably since like October 2021. We had a birthday party to go to in Cleveland and we okay. linked up. Okay. So to not see my to not see my dog, man, my nigga for a couple of years to actually get I only pulled up to homecoming to, to see Ray P for real. Okay. Hey man. Shout out to Ray, man. Shout out to Ray, man. We uh we'll get back with her next week. But thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. It's uh it feels like it's been a while since we recorded. I was getting set up and everything, and I'm like, man, when the last time I even had to do this or logged into this or anything yeah, like yeah. that. So uh, always good to be back. Always good to be talking movies with y'all. Thank you, as always, for continuing to rock with us. Please remember to subscribe, to share, comment, leave reviews. All of that helps us out. Um, I used to be one of them people when the, the pop-up comes up on your podcast app or on YouTube, leave a review or all that shit. Man, man get on with the video. And now yeah. I understand yeah. Like, yeah. how important yeah. it is. So mm-hmm. we appreciate everybody. That, even if you are just listening, that's cool, too. But if you can, leave a comment, um, review rating all that kind of good stuff we definitely appreciate it um school what's happening you got something going on next week don't you oh man something real nice something real nice yes um for all the people that um enjoyed school's guilty uh pleasures i got something coming uh what is that tuesday i believe tuesday october 10th is the official launch yes of school's guilty pleasures um we dropped or excuse me he dropped uh, Wild Wild West. I had to I had the honor of being on there with him, but he dropped Wild Wild West a few weeks back, maybe about a month at this point. Um, and it was more so a conversation. This time it's more structured. Um, yeah. He has the format laid out, and it's going to be school with guest hosts. I'll be on there, of course, uh, when he asks. But other than that, school going to have guest hosts rotating, talking about all his guilty pleasure movies. He's already given me a few ideas. And what he's gonna talk about soon, and I'm just cracking up. I can't wait to hear the conversations. Yeah, I'm some I'm, of them are my wheelhouse, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm just super excited about uh EP one, man, because of course you know you know can't can't start without my guy, my right hand yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on there, I'll be on there, man. I haven't even we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah but I'm sure. looking forward to it. So everybody out there, please remember it will be on the culture garden feed, schools guilty pleasures. Um, we'll see what we do with it from there if it goes and branches off into his own thing. But um, continue to be a movie podcast. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, school. So yes, shout yeah. out to you. Shout out to Ray P. We got y'all Ray currently P. on a break. Um, there is a there is a show. If everything goes as planned, that should be coming back next month that we're going to discuss for sure. Okay. Um, if not, then we will have some episodes that we try to fill in, have some kind of conversation going on. You know, we review television shows, but. So there's nothing's really going on that we're talking about. You know, it's on a little break. And shout out to Good Earners, man. Shout out to yes. Sopranos. I'm a, that's another podcast I'm a part of. But spoilers for this week's episode, and there will be explicit content. You hmm. guys have probably seen the title by now, The Replacements, football movie. Yeah. It only felt right. Um, this is kind of a culture garden slash school guilty pleasure yeah. matchup. I guess this will be a rich guilty pleasure. Yeah, um, it is. It's rich, guilty pleasure. I love the replacements, and I'm looking forward to having a convo with you, school, because yeah. I know you don't necessarily feel the same. Uh, but the synopsis: during a pro football strike, the owners hire substitute players. This film was released August 11, 2000, directed by Howard Dutch. He directed four episodes of School's favorite TV show, Empire. He also <laughs> he also directed the whole ten yards, which is not the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards is my shit. The whole ten yards was. Mid, yeah, um, he did that that. it was written by Vince McEwen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, brother. I gotta say this. He also directed one of my favorites, um, My Best Friend's Girl. Who did, um, Howard Dutch? Yeah, yeah, oh, for real, yes, sir. I didn't know that. Yep, I yes. didn't know that. Okay, mm-hmm. is that gonna be on school? Get the pleasure, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> it was written, the film was written by Vince McEwen. Had a budget of an estimated fifty million dollars and made fifty million fifty four dollars or fifty four thousand dollars and five hundred eleven. Oh. I said that all wrong. 
$50,054,511. So in profit, it turned $54,511, which is pretty funny. Um, it wasn't, I mean, it opened up number three at the box office, but yeah. it got its cult status from the VHS and the mm-hmm. DVD and the cable TV runs. That's yeah. where it got its, you know, um, cult classic status. And mm-hmm. the film is currently streaming on Max. If you're like me, you own it. Um, shout out to my boy Spike because I was talking about Bronx Tale. It was just the 30th anniversary this past weekend. Um, I saw my man. I'm about to watch Bronx Tale. He was like, what's it streaming on? I said, AMC Plus, but I got it on DVD. The nigga said, you got a DVD player? <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's crazy. <laughs> so shout out to Spike. I do have a DVD player and I watch a ton of DVDs when I need to, man. That Wi-Fi might be down, man. Some of y'all behind on y'all shit. Hey. That's some DVDs. Um, yeah. As far as the cast goes, we have Keanu Reeves as Shane Falco, Gene Hackman as Coach Jimmy McGinty, mm-hmm. Orlando Jones as Clifford Franklin, Faison Love as Jamal, Michael Telefero as Andre. Um, school you ever seen Half Past Dead? With uh, Ja Rule? No, yeah, yeah, Steven Seagal and um, yeah. Chestnut. Yeah, man, I seen that. Yeah, also, Gold Mouth and Life. Um, Gold Mouth. Troy Winbush as Walter Cochran. He was a running back. Brooke Langton is Annabelle Farrell. Ace Yana Mina. My apologies if I'm mispronouncing his name. He was Famico. David Denman is Brian Murphy. He played the tight end, the deaf tight end. I'm mm-hmm. also from Office Lore. If you're an Office fan, you know he's Roy. Yep. John Favreau as Bateman. That's John Favreau's a legend. You should definitely know who he is. Michael Jace is Wilkinson. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I got kind of mixed feelings, man, because I enjoy him in this film. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy uh, The Shield, which he starred in. Mm-hmm. Another one of my all-time favorite sports movies he starred in, The Great White Hype. Yep. But you know what? Before you say that, did did he play? Jordan. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, he played the off-brand Jordan. Yep. It was really messed up, and this is about to take a dark turn, y'all. Um, he went to jail, bro. He's, he got convicted for second-degree murder for killing his mm-hmm. wife. 40 years in jail. Yep. And it's always, you know, I've, I've talked about before on the pod, movies such as The Negotiator, which yeah. I love. Negotiator is one of my favorite movies, directed mm-hmm. by F. Gary Gray, Samuel Jackson. But it's hard to kind of big up people and have, like, positive conversations when you got people like Kevin Spacey in the movie, yeah. um, who done, obviously, been accused and charged with terrible things. But I don't know, <laughs> man. It's just a weird conversation, so... Yeah, that's a weird one. When I watched this, I'm like, damn, Michael Jace. Um, so yeah, 40 years RIP to his wife, man. In all yeah, seriousness, absolutely. Um, Rice Ethens, Ethens, he played Nigel Gruff. Um, he's in House yeah. of Dragon. If anybody's watched that, he was in Notting Hill, he's been in a lot of different things, yeah, for sure. Jack Warden, this was his last film. He played Ed O'Neill or Edward O'Neill, he was a team owner. Art LaFleur as Coach Bain. I just had to shout him out because he's the babe in Sandlot. If you know, you know, hey. Um, what was the what was the guy's name again? You said prior to that 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 it was his final film, Jack Warden. Jack Warden. Listen, he is in definitely one of school's guilty pleasures that will be uh, on the show. Problem Child one and two. He played the granddad <laughs> from Problem Child. That nigga's a legend. Man. You hear me? Seeing still every every trip. Hey man, Problem Child. I haven't watched that in a minute, but that movie's hilarious. I never not laughed at that movie. Uh, we also have Brett Cohen as Eddie Martell. Shout out to Ray P because he played Bill Sharman on Winning Time. We just wrapped that up. Um, and also we have appearances from John Madden, Pat Summerall, Keith David, shouting out the Declaration of Independence and the Emancipation Proclamation. He was fooling in this movie. Yes, and ODB, of course. Got to shout out ODB. Got to shout out ODB. As far as the origin of the film goes, school, did you yeah. know that there was a NFL strike in 1987? No, I did not. Okay, then. Yeah, I was just born. I know you weren't even born yet, but in 1987, there was an NFL strike, um, and there were teams that used replacement players. And this film is based, obviously, they're the Washington Sentinels. Um, the Washington professional football team in 1987 used replacement players in three games, went 3-0, and and they went on that year to win the Super Bowl. Um, it is kind of messed up, though, because they didn't acknowledge the replacement players or the games. Um, and the records show, had they not won those three games, they might not have even been to the playoffs, Yeah. let yeah. alone win the Super Bowl. So, you know, they didn't get any rings when the team got theirs and things of that uh, nature. 
Um, but 30 years afterwards, in 2018, the Washington organization, they finally recognized those replacement players, gave them Super Bowl rings, all that stuff. Oh. It was based off of that team and just kind of this – it sounds like a wacky sports movie type yeah. of idea if you pitch it in a room, but it really happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's not supposed to be directly connected, but it really is. Like I said, we have the Washington similarities. Uh, we have the fact that Shane Falco wears number 16. Mm-hmm. Replacing the quarterback for Washington at the time, he wore number sixteen. Yeah. Ed Ruppert. Um, the Washington team really had someone who was released from jail. Yeah, who played yeah. the game. They played on a Monday Night Football game against Dallas, the biggest upset of the year, um, which they won. But they really got released for this guy, which is similar to one of the characters in this film. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they did pull from the similarities because like i said a lot of this stuff is movie type stuff like it sounds too good to be true we got to put this in there um and there was like a a quarterback controversy between doug williams and jay schroeder in between as far as like the shane falco eddie martell thing right so there there were a lot of similarities that they pulled from um this is a school's guilty pleasure category but is this a good movie or a good bad movie um or is it a bad movie (laughs) I say it's a good bad movie. It's a good bad movie. Okay, yeah. I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good movie, man. We'll get into it. We'll get into the conversation. Um, okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm very curious why you feel. Like I do that. have a question for you. I mean, it's got its flaws. I, it, trust me, a lot of it's nostalgia and my own personal thing, but it's got mm-hmm. its flaws. I do have a quick question for you though. Yeah. Who could have played pro? Who could have in this world? In this world of the replacements, right? Mm-hmm. Once the strike ended, who do you think could have got phone calls like, yo, we want to pick you up for the playoffs? Who on the team? I didn't ask you this before, so I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, definitely Falco and the Jackson brothers. They were already in the league. Um, so, yeah, they, they definitely making it back. But it got to be a package deal. Yeah. I don't yep. know if anybody going to put up with that. So I got Falco for sure. Clifford no, man ain't doing it. it <laughs> that's what you are. Yeah. Clifford Franklin ain't doing it, but if you want to get him as a return man, kick returner or something like that, I could possibly see that. I don't think he take it serious enough. Yeah, but you got enough time to you got enough time as a kick returner to drop it and pick it up. It's not ideal, but if he's as fast as they say he is, you know. Yeah, you I, I should go for that. But damn, because I'm about to say that Twinkie was super high in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about the the Jackson brothers. Troy Winbush is Walter Cochran. The running back, nah, I can't see him doing it. Um, Brian Murphy could, the tight end. I can see him getting a call. Yeah. I think Bateman should have been in the league. Bateman should have been in the league, bro. He was the, he was a perfect 2000 linebacker. Yeah, for sure. He should have been in the league. But he looked like he loved killing people and shit. Like he loves that SWAT shit. See, I got I got a I got a, I got something to say about him because it's just. Um, I don't know if I should mention it now, but I, I will. Shit, it's, it's the Water Boy knockoff. His whole character. Uh, I, all right, I see what you. I see what you're saying, but maybe because the Water Boy is its own sole character and it's a little bit more iconic than that. That I never really looked at it in that manner. I looked at it as the crazy linebacker. Look at the program. Uh, mm-hmm. What was my name? Out. My dude's name Alvin. Yeah. If anybody's listening who's seen the program, the linebacker, the one that couldn't. Alvin, yes, um, yeah, he's kind of got that intense, like yell at you. You know, I'm gonna look at Shark in any given Sunday. Like those see, linebackers, I have that kind no, of no, amped up. That's not even what I, talking shit. That's not what I, I even mean either. But I get, I get what you're saying. But what Which, I'm saying, what do you mean? Like, obviously, he don't have no football history. No, yeah, he was a walk on at Michigan State. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Not football history. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. Man, that. See, I ain't, you ain't about to. I'm about to. Everything you got to say, I'm about to rebuttal. Listen, you know that they got a little water boy in it, man. Stop it. <laughs> Adam Sandler was running shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think that's about it. Eddie Martell was trash. I don't even know why he was in there. And of course, Nigel Gruff, he would have been in there. And uh, Wilkinson, Wilkinson would have been. A, he could have been a strong safety, free safety. I can see that. So they had some players that really could have. Stuck out. Maybe that's why they were the topic of the film. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, first experiences. Do you remember the first time you saw this film? 
I want to say, yeah, it was with you and Pops, man. You and, you know. Yeah, I just. You and your dad, like. Was it, do, we didn't, we saw this at the crib, right? This is the 14th. Yes. Okay, because yeah. I remember, I'm trying to, I've been trying to think about when the first time I saw this was. I know for sure 1480 because this is my pop yeah. shit. Like me and mm-hmm. me and pops all the time. We would quote this man. He loved Clifford Franklin. Thought yeah. he was comedy. Yes. But I don't know if I saw this in the theater, but it feels like a theater movie. Like it feels yeah. like something I would have seen in the theaters in 2000. Right. But I can't say for sure. So I don't know. I was 13. I was moving around by myself back then. I'm gonna say I did. I probably saw it in Northgate theaters. Yeah. Hey, it's possible. Probably saw it in Northgate theaters, but I can't say that for sure. Uh, one of my favorite genres. And this is the reason probably why I love this film so much. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite genres is when you get overqualified actors to get in subpar movies. Yeah. Like, I love that. That's, like, one of my favorite things. Like, they're not taking anything serious. I love when these films know that they're not trying to be too much. Like, everything's goofy, and you can kind of ride with it from the very beginning. Like, you know it's some bullshit. Not bullshit, but some goofy shit yeah. that you're about to get into. And oh, it makes yeah. it a lot easier to excuse some of that random stuff, like the gimmicks and the yeah. huddles and moving over and all that stuff. Like it's that's what you're gonna get from it. If it, it had it tried to take itself too seriously, um, or maybe had like a darker tone, such as the program, then obviously a lot of that stuff wouldn't work. Right. I really Gene Hackman, Keanu Reeves, John Favreau, like all these people, even Orlando Jones, like these people are overqualified to be in this film as from perspective of what they're supposed to be doing. Um, but they also got them other than Keanu and um other than Keanu and Gene, they got him at a good time in their careers, also, and it made it work. Yeah, because yeah, he already I, had swingers and all types of stuff out. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I definitely feel like um when it comes to this film, you get uh Keanu and you get Gene Hackman, there's the budget right there. You feel me? Like yeah, Keanu gave up his budget. He gave up his upfront, upfront money so they could afford Gene. See, like that's your that's your budget, and then you got actors, you know, that aren't who they are yet. So we saying it now, like, but back then these was I didn't know none of these niggas except for uh, Big Worm. But that's the thing, though. But that's the thing. When you think of these actors today, you refer to replacements. All they were in the replacements, so they are they are who they are. They were special to us then. And I don't know. Maybe it's just the camaraderie of the team. I'm, I'm, maybe it's a little bit different if you've been on a team or sports or anything of that nature. Because I don't want to say you in the trenches because this movie ain't that. But yeah, you kind of spend a lot of time around each other. So we get those locker room scenes and we get the lunchroom scenes, yeah. the meeting scenes. And it feels like a real team if you watch it so many times, no matter how goofy it is. Um, so it's some silly shit, but I'm in. You can count me in all the time. Your shit, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, no, nah, why? Why you on? Uh, I, I meant to ask you why you on rock with it. Um, it's a little too goofy. I don't know. I can't. I can't put my finger on it. I think I just can't. I just don't see a lot of this shit happening. Which um, parts? Well, not which parts in specific, but the fact that they won because that that happened in real life. Like a lot of this happened in real no, life. Not, not even that. Like. But you gotta embrace the goofy shit, like I do. I I, I don't it's, know. It ain't funny. For some, ain't for some reason, it makes me feel something. Like I don't oh, know. It makes me now. I will I will give it this. Like it makes me very nostalgic for like that that old that old uh, football listening to Madden and Summerall and just like that part of what, playing Madden when when Madden had Madden on. Gives you that type of uh, nostalgic feeling for me, um, but for, the comedy just ain't there for me like it once was. I think it's I, I don't know, and that's cool. When we talk yeah. about scenes, I want to ask you specifically if stuff is still funny because it's not. Well, it's first to piggyback off your original point, the nostalgic it brings back for me is the fact that they don't make these films anymore. I, I know we've said that on previous episodes, but these type of oh yeah. You can't take this to a studio and they're not green lighting it. Like this is no. something that you got to fund out of pocket or it might be an indie. Like they're not. Uh, Martin Scorsese just had an article just released, I believe, on Hollywood Reporter or Variety. My apologies, I can't remember exactly what publication, but he was talking about how these 
you know, your superhero movies and these franchise movies have killed films, the art, the art of filmmaking. You can't make a replacements, and I'm not saying it's art, but you can't make a film like this anymore. You can't make a um, – it's hard to get, I don't know, public buzz for a, a well-acted, heavy dialogue type of script. Yeah. Like the movie we're going to do next week, like that's mm-hmm. – that takes a pool to get something like that made. You got to be who you are to make that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's when you talk about, and what I'm talking about is specifically from the making money standpoint, like this is a right. business. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for their return on investments. That's why these studios are putting billions into Marvel because they're getting billions back mm-hmm. um, versus, <laughs> versus, like I said, a, a very well acted, well, well written screenplay. Um, that has a lot of artistic value, a la a, a Bill Street could talk. You know, right. they're not getting the same type of budget for those films, even though they mean more, going to last more over the test of time to certain people. Because, like I said, I know you can't battle Avengers and all that stuff. It's just they're too big. And everybody loves them. They feel good movies, but they're not real. They don't make you feel anything, per se. And I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. So it, it makes me nostalgic for that. And there are some issues with this film. For one, this film has no business being an hour 55 minutes. Like, no mm-hmm. business. No. Hour 35 max. Mm-hmm. You can cut out 15, 20 minutes of this movie easy. Yeah. Probably the B, and I know you need the B plot with the girl, mm-hmm. you know, quarterback and the cheerleader, but you can cut some of that down. You can cut all the cheerleader stuff out. Um, it had a couple little, you know, laughs and it served a couple purposes, especially the, the, the scene in Phoenix, but outside, or whoever they play. But outside of that, I don't really need that. So there's some things you can definitely chop from the film. Right. Uh, and it was longer than this, which makes it even more crazy. So they had to cut some items, some scenes out. Right. Um, would you do anything better? This is another school's guilty pleasure category that we'll be having. Would you do anything to make the film better? Um, I would make it a little bit more serious. You would? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you do, have, you do have good actors in this, in this uh, movie. So there's definitely another level you could have taken this movie. Um, Do you have a comparison? Like what kind of tone you would be looking for? Like definitely not, about- not definitely not like any given Sunday. I was gonna say any given Sunday type of series. That's too serious. Um, that might I, be my no. favorite football movie of all time. Huh? That might be my favorite football movie of all time. Hey, and I'm never, I'm not mad at that. Well, let me ask you this, because I think it'll probably be safe. I think I could probably speak for Ray P on this. I think her favorite football movie is probably Remember the Titans. Yeah. Um, would That's you be looking that. at? Would you be looking for that kind of tone? Yep. So this film had a Remember the Titans type of tone, but if it has to, so you're getting rid of the PG thirteen comedy, and you're making it more serious but family friendly. Yeah, I can go for that. Hmm, that's interesting. I can go for that. There's a story there. There's a story there, and there's a movie there. Because Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman is that co- as I believe Jimmy. Like I would play for him. Yes, he could sold me a car. Like this nigga, he got it. So yeah, I would play for him easily. Even though Hoosiers is the most over, might be the most overrated film of all time. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's another conversation for another day. Like yeah. single handedly, the might be the most. As far as how much is talked about to the actual film, I think it might be the most overrated film of all time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we'll save that conversation for another day. Yeah. Gene Hackman is an incredible, he's incredible as uh, Jimmy, and I believe yeah. him. Yes. yes. And now I'm really thinking about your idea. If I saw if I saw on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. they got this story about, you know, if I see the little steel shot, slow-mo shot of Shane scrubbing off a boat, and a little narration, and I'm thinking about the trailer right now, and I'm like, you know what? I'm probably going to see this. We'll go check it out. I go see this because they made Invincible. It was Invincible was the Mark Wahlberg one, right? Yes, yes, and all types of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I, that would this would be even better because it got better, better, better names. I mean, Gene Hackman, you you going? So I am mad. It's cool. I'm not mad at you, bro. I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm not mad at you. Okay, want to check okay. that out? Okay, he said, go ahead and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would say is this. Um, and then Brian's listening. Shout out to Brian, man. Coach um, I would need to combine. I don't know if you know this. Have you ever seen Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick yes. Swayze? 
Yes. So you know Keanu Reeves was an Ohio State quarterback in Point Break. Yes. Down in Utah. Mm-hmm. You know me, man. I like combining universes and worlds. I don't know how you would do it, but if somehow he could have still been Johnny Utah and they found Johnny Utah out of this, and they don't even have to explain shit, bro. They don't even have to explain right. shit. They don't have to explain how you're on the boat because he was a fed. How'd you end up? Because point break, he in the ocean the whole movie, so it would make right. sense. Right. Yep. And right. you just say, man, that that no, that Johnny Utah from this from the, from Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be that'd be nice. That'd have been dope. That'd have been dope, man. So um as far as scenes, let's get into it. Who do you have? Uh, what my first scenes? Yeah. All right, let me see. Sorry. I wouldn't well, I can get started if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. No, nah, you good. First thing I'm gonna say is just the player intros. I just yeah. love the whole montage of who we getting. Um all these characters. It's important to do that on an ensemble cast. You can't spend individual time. You obviously do with your main character, which is Shane Falco. But just the way we meet everybody, even to the point where Coach Jimmy does go to the boat to recruit Shane. Um, you know, we get Wilkinson, who when you know they had some comedy to that. When he, like nice watch, everybody leave him. He just got dropped off by jail. You can see the coach shook. Yeah. Um, and even when Nigel first met Shane, bro, at practice like. Mm-hmm. Falco lost a lot of money on you in that sugar bowl. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it just like I could, bro. If that was me, and I'm like, bro, that's that's your introduction. Like, so but you, I was doing the same shit because you lost me ton of bread, bro. I said if I ever seen you, I'm letting you know you owe me some bread. Right, right. So you kind of combining the intro with the recruitment because yeah, all okay. of that's kind of one thing. Because they have a lot of little montages and shit they try to squeeze in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I wrote um, both of those down. Um, and then I put the bar fight. I, I, well, hold on. Let's well, let me let me get to a couple more, and then we'll get to yeah, that. Go ahead. I probably got a couple more before you. Yeah. So, yeah. real quick, because these aren't serious scenes that you alluded to. Right. Uh, the lunchroom with Bateman and Wilkinson. It's kind of that first time you get these, you know, these guys who just came off the street, for lack of better terms, into professional complex. You have all this. You have chefs and all types of stuff. But if you look at one of them plates, man, you got egg rolls and picture a pop. Um, I don't know where y'all from. Some of y'all might call it soda. Here in Cincinnati, we call it pop. Got a whole picture of that. All types of nonsense. The teammates are trying to get to know each other. So you got the lineman at the table talking about being super racist. It was super. Listen, I wrote that down. Like, th- this another reason why, like, you can't you can't make this movie today. Is like all these racial tropes and shit in here. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this shit crazy. Yeah, man. Nigga said I got an atlas. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Famico and Jamal, I think they were going at it with all the racial undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Clifford Franklin walking up to Wilkinson and Bateman and him mm-hmm. recognizing them ASAP, which I was confused for a minute. And then I realized they, they used because Wilkinson in the games, they called him Lee. I think his last name yeah. was Lee. Yeah. And that's why Madden was confused. Like, I never heard, I don't got any information on him, but they changed the last name to. Yeah. So it wouldn't be any kind of controversy. But I loved how we said, ooh, you was a bad boy, man. If you ain't beat up some cops and went to jail, man, you know, they're trying to hold the black man down. You know, I wish I would see a cop. I hate a cop. And yeah. Bateman looking at him, you know, I'm a cop. Like, all of that. I just love that. I know it's slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. but it still makes me laugh even when I watch it. I always want to – I always ask myself, like, how would y'all even end up sitting across from each other? Because y'all just mugging each other, eating lunch, all of that. Hey, because they probably – probably was his job to really keep an eye on them. Shit. You yeah, man. But that's only the other scene I had before the bar fight. So, yeah, I got yeah. Anyway, yeah, I got the bar fight. Not anyway, my bad. <laughs> nah, you good? Go ahead. Talk your shit, man. Talk your shit. Nah, but I got the bar fight, bro. I could, man. Uh, the quarterback Eddie, what's his last Martell? name? Martell. Martell. He's, hey, they were some sucking niggas, bro. Dick, bro. Like they should have been fought for real, like. They maybe that's my one of my issues too is like these niggas was just a little too soft for me. Like I'm not going. I'm, I'm I'm gonna get to it when we get to things about them. Yeah, all right. I'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, I was uh I was done with that. I was over that shit. And that uh like I said, the bar fight they got into it, which led them going to jail. And if you've ever been a young man. And you know that song uh, <laughs> by Gloria Gaynor that I'm a survivor, man. Yeah, I will survive. I will survive. I, man, that song, I hate it. That's the class. You hate it? 
yeah, I'm not. I don't fuck with that song. Why not? I just don't. Just not one of your songs, like me and Jazzy Faye. Yeah, Jazzy Faye either, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the bar fight slash jail scene is one of my favorite scenes in this film. It's probably my first or second. Um, for a couple of different reasons. For one, there's nothing like just getting revenge. And first of all, let me say this before we even get started into it. Martel and his flunkies, they were some losers. Y'all some fucking Ooh, losers. Bro. You multi-millionaires and y'all ain't got nothing better to do on, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, whatever night it is, to come find us at this bar. Like, go spend some of your bread, bro. You driving a Porsche. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, leave us alone. Like, what are you on? I don't know. That I think that... losers, you see the way they was dressed? Niggas had cowboy. I'm not saying you can't have cowboys hat on, but niggas. Come on, man. That's why niggas started wearing tall tees a few years later because they figured the fashion that was going on. They said, "Nah, crazy. Ain't doing this." Yeah, shit is crazy. Yeah, but they were some losers. They were just flunkies and always showed up. Like, what are y'all doing? Are y'all tracking us? Y'all following us? Y'all that nervous? That way. It seemed that way. The movie didn't do a good job of of that of certain things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and dots. <laughs> and they should have been whipping Martell ass. At, like, all right. So look, I know we're not in things that bother me, but this really pisses me off. They punched Shane Falco. You hear me? And everybody was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Listen, you see the Bengals hat, y'all. Let let Joe Burrow get get punched by somebody. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gonna be over, man. The whole city getting shut down. That's a fact. But that's not even. I'm not even taking it to the level of NFL. Anybody mm-hmm. like that quarterback is kind of if, you're, if he's a light guy. Your quarterback is your dog. Like you're not and any teammate for that reason. Not even just your QB. But you touch one of mine, like it's over. Especially we all here. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's not flying. That's the only thing that really bothered me about that. Scene. You see it in the games all the time. Every shit. Every time. Uh, that what game we just watched? The, the Chargers. Oh yeah, they was ready to take his head off. What? <laughs> they was ready to take dude head off. Mm-hmm. They the whole sideline. Yep. Whole yeah. sideline. Like everybody wanted to swing on him. But you got everybody doing their thing in the fight. Like it was face. I was about to say face on. But Jamal, he's coming there with the henny. This ain't got nothing to do with me. It fit his personality. And as soon as he got touched, that's when he started getting busy. Um, as the great Philly poet Freeway once said, wild out, fuck niggas up, laugh about it. I love <laughs> when they're in jail and start really bonding over a fight. I mean, listen, that's so real, y'all. I don't know how many of y'all have ever been in fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever been in a group fight, there's nothing like the after effect. Like, yo, bro, I saw you was over there working, bro. You was over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All types of shit. And it's just kind of if you don't know each other, well, any type of situation doesn't have to be physical. We don't condone violence here at the culture. Garden. No, no, no. But any kind of jam you in and you get out of it with other people, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a trauma bond or whatever, but there is something there where you're like, all right, man, we done been through something together. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminisce right. on it. Yeah, you all right, man. You all right in my books. <laughs> kind of like when Pam and Martin was fighting the, uh, or lost down the, the woods. Yeah, man, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. So them being in jail, Clifford. Oh, you the man tonight, Clifford Franklin. That whole sequence when he hid behind the jukebox, but they giving him a hard time. The electric slide, coach coming in and kind of letting them know, I don't, we can't be doing this. But who won? Yeah, yeah. Um, and ain't nothing funnier than watching the holy nigga sing. Cochran, man, he was trying his best not to, but he, he, they be trying to, they, you know, reciting scripture and all that, man. Ain't nothing funny. Know what he should have said? What's that? Hey, God is great, man. <laughs> hey, man, what's your next scene, bro? Or oh, I guess it's on me, huh? Yeah, it's on you. I'm done. You done? Yeah, ain't no more scenes. Nah, I got some more. I got some more. I'm about to say because there's one I'm about to say right now that should definitely be on there, which is when Martel flips over Falco's truck again, but Jamal <laughs> and um, yep. His brother are there. Let him let him know what it is. Like, well, yo, my, that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, this is my quarterback. Yeah, hey, he called that nigga a son of a bitch, a son of a, a son, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. Is, is this yo? Yeah, that's the first time we see them niggas even get money. Shit, that little whip. Well, that was um, that was a quarterback. That was Martell. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, he been had bread. Yeah, that, that, but I'm saying like that's the first sign that they even get money because they came in looking like they be shopping at Walmart and Target. Oh yeah, as far as they dressing and all yeah, that, they some losers anyway, bro. Like I said, I don't even know why they down there. Hey, niggas was super losers, bro. You like you said, you getting all this money and you hanging out, bro. That's a break. 
I'm taking the oh, so they gonna replace us. I'm All on right. vacation. I'm on an island somewhere. You yeah. see, like I said, I don't want to belabor the point, but y'all get what I'm saying. They for and y'all, y'all. I don't like a bully. Like nobody likes a bully. Nah. Like, so the fact that you flipping over this man car every single time you see him, and I'm Shane Falco. One of them ain't nothing worse than bullying a cool person too. Oh, he the worst. You know what I mean? I wanted John Wick to come out and whoop his ass. But, <laughs> That'd be the worst, man. So you need people to sometimes stand up. Like, nah, man, I've been seeing this for a minute. And I'm tired of it. Like, pick his ride up. Yeah. Put his car up, shoot the side after you said the son of a bitch. And I love right after that, he would say, You're gonna pay for that. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, that's he said that as the way of a nigga who meant that. No, I'm not yeah. paying for shit. Oh, and messing with my man's and yeah. his ride. Matter of fact, watch that motherfucker. <laughs> love that, man. I love when somebody takes up for the other, especially somebody as cool as Shane. Yeah, all these damn tropes. You talking? You talking about old girl driving? Nah, I ain't no. I ain't even get into that. And like I said, that whole Annabelle character could have been out the movie for me. Yeah, bro. Um, also, love just piggybacking off the last thing I said. How they transition right into the team meeting, talking about. So if you do have any firearms, yeah, yeah, you them up right now. You no. know where it got back. Shout out to Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> I'm gonna list through. I'm gonna run through the rest of mine, and then we'll see if you have anything or if they the same one. Um, the first win, just because you got the fat man touchdown, the cheerleaders were in there fooling, mm -hmm. and mainly because I want to shout out oh, what's his name? There's a coach in there, he's in every sports movie. The guy that played, so their first win, the guy who played the other team's coach, like he's, he's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he's in every spot. Oh, man, I gotta, I gotta find his name before this podcast ends so I can give him his proper credit. He's in the sports movie Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like just a few yeah. movies. He was a referee in Varsity Blues. Mm -hmm. He's a coach in this film. He was the quarterback coach in Any Given Sunday. He was the coach in Hardball, the uh, movie with Keanu Reeves. He was a pitcher in the movie called The Rookie. He was a referee in Radio, one, another one of school's favorite movies. God. He was an EMT working a stretcher on the longest yard. He was a coach in, um, nigga, he was Lance Sullivan coach in Best Man Holiday. When Lance Sullivan broke the coaching record, he was his coach. Good. He was one of the coaches when Bain took over Gotham City and blew up the stadium. Like he's right. been in so many sports, and that's not even all of them. Like, I just had to shout him out because he's a he's a sports Hall of Fame Damn. legend. He might be the goat. Yeah, before we um before we get out of here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I look up his name again. My apologies for not having that, y'all. I also had the Phoenix win because Clifford Franklin was fooling. Um, post game interview, him tucking up his towel. I don't know what the fuck he had on. Um, just trying to be that NFL diva, you know. I guess yeah. that's right around the time when when receivers were labeled as divas. Yep. Um, and having that kind of persona, I love the fact that Bateman just walked through the interview and pushed him because that's just something that teammates do just do dickhead shit to each other. Shows yeah. it's a sign of affection, all of that. So I had to shout that part out. And then also. Also, that there would be all types of harassment charges. Because for Franklin was like, oh, cool. yeah. everybody was. Yeah. Man, Falco coming back, man. The last like 15, 20 minutes of the film. Falcon coming back at halftime, leading the win, saving Nigel. Uh, my dog, uh what's his name? Cochran scored his touchdown. Yep, that's um, all right. Yeah, man. Everything. I just gotta give him shout out and the props for that. Goofy movie, silly movie, nothing like to really dig into. Um, but they all, all those things I mentioned make me feel good. Like I enjoy watching them. I know what's going to happen and it's still cool to see them pull it off. So maybe a little corny, maybe a little nostalgic, but whatever. You got any more scenes? No, that's it for me, brother. <laughs> what about quotes? You got anything? Oh yeah. I got a couple quotes. I got a couple quotes. Um, so the one I have is, uh, let me see. You know, you know what separates the winners from the losers, and your boy Shane Fackle says the score. Sure. Says, nah, get uh, being willing to get back up after being kicked in the, or get back on the horse after being kicked in the teeth. Um, that's it. That was your favorite quote. Yep. You ain't never said that quote in your life, man. Mm. Um, it was a good quote. <laughs> Fukima, he had one of my favorite quotes. Nigga, please. <laughs> what she said to Jamal in the lunchroom. <laughs> and it was full of bad. Um, the real bar from Coach Jimmy was this. When Shane asked him, why me? He said, I look at you and I see two men. The man you are and the man you ought to be. Someday those two will meet. 
he went on to go about fo- talk about it might be a hell of a football player, but I think that's a hell of a quote just for life in general. Like there's mm-hmm. a man, the person you are, the person you should be. And I think everybody always tries to find that balance and tries to meet that person. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know where you're going to get when you actually have the discipline to get there. Um, so I just thought that was a bar. That was probably the bar of the movie for me. Man, um, G- G- Gene came to play, man. That's Gene Hackman, man. What you, mm-hmm. Like I say, I love when overqualified actors just get into movies like this. Yeah. The last football scene when Clifford Franklin lined up, Clifford Franklin is looking for a new hope. <laughs> and then, of course, the cliche football movie line that Shane says on the last drive, pain heals, chicks dick scars, glory lasts forever. Glory lasts forever, yeah. Who, who's your favorite player? You can't say Shane. Oh, Jamal. Damn. Neil. I'm going Neil, man. It's not a bad choice. Or Neil. Um, I think I'm gonna go Clifford Franklin. Neil and Neil and Wilkinson and Bateman. Yeah. Actually, man, I like the whole squad for real. I like the guards. I like the Jamal and um. Well, I can't remember his brother's name. Andre. It's shit, man. Yeah, Jamal and Andre. I like both of them, but I'm gonna go with Clifford Franklin because Orlando Jones was in his bag. He was funny. He was funny. According to me, not to school, but whatever. Hey man, listen. Was that your scene stealing? Would that be your scene stealing, Idol? Yes. Okay then. Yeah. Any actors from the wire? Yes, there <laughs> were two of them. That's another reason why this movie's goaded. So you have Al Brown, R.I.P. He passed away earlier this year. He played um he was listed as referee number one yeah. in the credits. Um, but he played Stan Balchek in the wire. Um, legend, absolute legend. Shout out to him. And then you also have Richard DeAngelis. He's uncredited, but he is in the fan. He's in the crowd when the cheerleaders are doing their shit. Mm-hmm. He's like super horny, <laughs> super pervert shit. Yeah, man, he is. Look at him. He's biting his fist and all that, bro. They super, he's super with the pervert shit. But he played Colonel Raymond For- um, Forster. Oh, man. That That's just one of those things. Like I said, he ain't even credited. That's just you got to be a Wire fan to spot him. Mm-hmm. He's in the movie for three seconds. You are a Wire Hey, bro. I love the wire, bro. Can't nobody out. Come on, we can. I can talk about the wire with anybody. I know. Anybody, I know. Uh, wouldn't let that happen to me. You have anything? Yeah, that fucking Eddie cornball. That nigga's a cornball. I'm not Eddie Martell. Yeah, bitch ass nigga, and his friends, and his buddies, and his entourage. Um. Okay. Say with your, don't hold back, man. Say how you feel. Nah, that nigga's corny, bro. Um, that's probably mine. At some point, that's gonna have to stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. things that bother me. You got anything? Um, that them niggas try back like they ain't know that what the electric slide was or how to do it. Everybody know how to do the electric slide. Chris Rock did it. Remember that to teach him for uh head of state. He from Brooklyn. Remember, remember in Head of State when they slapped the black dude? <laughs> didn't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was probably representation for Chris, man, because hey, Chris Rock um, be out of line, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know how to do it, but that's just silly. Oh, Things that bother me, I already talked about you, man. That the the real Sentinels team, they're just some losers. Martel's a loser. Um, you're not even has been. You never was, and they all laughing. Y'all are fucking bums, man. Boy, bro. <laughs> y'all corny. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, <laughs> shit, corny, man. <laughs> Nigga really said that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, if I'm the actor that played him, I'm like, damn, man. I read the script, like, how the <laughs> fuck do I put some 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 flair on this? <laughs> hey. Hey, that's what happens when you get the budget up, man. Oh, man. Uh, listen, man, this is something that really bothers me. And I'm all joking aside, this really pisses me off every time I watch this movie. <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to say they didn't mean any harm. Yeah. But it really, like, school. When I say this pisses me off, it pisses me off every single time. I want to fast forward. When the cheerleaders come, when we first see them two dancers from this club. Yeah. And they first come to the cheerleader. When they walking on the field, they look at these yummy little monkeys. Bruh, oh, yeah, and I noticed they they showing white people on the screen, white football players. Yeah, but the fact that you know, I'm just you know, 
Yep. You know. Yep. And it just bothers me, man. You could have mm-hmm. had something else. Yeah. But I think the owner said something too. Talking about some, I seen more entertainment at a monkeys fight. I don't know, man. He said, I, "Listen, a couple of monkey references that I ain't like, man." I'm just saying, I'm keeping it real, bro. Hey, sometimes shit do make your skin cry. like, yo, man, what? man. She's saying, and it's supposed to be in an endearing, yummy little monkeys. Like, what? Yeah. what you mean by like, what Drewski say? What you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. That bothers me every time. Footsteps Falco was a fucking terrible name. It's a terrible yeah. nickname. Horrible. Footsteps, hey, shout out to Footsteps. She's horrible, bro. No, shout out school. Shout out to the movie Footsteps, man. Ah, oh, she- hey, you got chill. <laughs> hey. You got to chill. Oh. If you hey. know, you know, man. Shout out to Footsteps, man. Footsteps. <laughs> and also, man, this is something random that always bothers me every time I watch this film. When they tell, when they, when Coach comes out and tells Jimmy that Martell crossed the picket line, right? And Jimmy in the locker room having his little moment. Martell come in. They had a words. Falco's walking out, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this nigga say she deserves better. Like, what? 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 How you know about my girl? Like, like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Like, that was just so random. There was no scene. Maybe that was something that got left on the cutting room floor. But there yeah, was nothing probably. to kind of explain that they knew each other, that that yeah. would even be a concern. He just ran and let him know. <laughs> on the way out, after you got fired, she deserves better. You're a sinking ship. You're going to drag her down with you. Like, nigga, how do you know my girl? That's my first question. Hey. <laughs> and Shaco, and Shaco was um Shaco. Falco was sucker because he, he skipped the date because he let Martel Martel get in his head. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's right. Maybe I am a sinking ship. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here, bro. That shit was just so random. Like, there's no explanation behind it. It was black. Because there was some shit. Like there was a scene where it didn't make the movie, but there was a scene where Coach Jimmy told Clifford Franklin to carry the ball, like and not. Yeah. You know what I mean? To just yeah. wherever you do. Um, whatever you do, don't drop this ball. So that's why you're random scenes you're seeing with the football, but that don't need to be explained. But that one kind of did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. You got any trivia? Probably not. Um, actually, I do. Um, the reason they kept mentioning <laughs> kept mentioning that 96 Sugar Bowl is because there was no 96 Sugar Bowl, so there was no team or player that would be offended by the 45-point loss or you know, getting your ass spanked, three concussions. That's insane, bro. Like, this was 2000, man. That's what you, that, that, that whole different conversation. Shit. Um, I think that's about, oh, um, the other thing I have is I didn't notice Keanu Reeves was offered a contract from the Baltimore Ravens the same what? year they won a Super Bowl, six months later. Was that later. a contract or a tryout? Nah, a contract. Well, Trial, trial, trial. I think it was a trial. Yeah, they did when he was filming, and then six mm-hmm. months later they won the Super Bowl. So that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they could have used them. Shit, they had who? Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Yeah, yeah. he won. So he's a Super Bowl quarterback. They had plans for a sequel, <laughs> but they fell through. So that's only huh? the trivia I had. They had plans for a sequel to this film, but it fell through. This became a cult classic, bro. Nah, I just hey, listen, I see. I know yeah, I think that's in the coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but it fell through, and I already told y'all Keanu Reeves gave up his salary up front to get Gene Hackman on the film. So um what's the sequel look like? That's what I want to know. That would be crazy. It, I, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the replacements, it would just be the characters. There's no way you do another replacement. No, so you I, I think what you do is you either all right, so either you either go all the way left and like say all of them are good enough to be on the team now, so they really playing for a real team and it wasn't Washington, so they trying to get revenge against Washington and Martell, or maybe they all in a more realistic world, they all playing like arena football or okay. semi pro football, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like some slapstick comedy type shit. Okay, about the characters and the antics. That's what it was. It wasn't. That's what what I was saying. There were obviously things that were going on in the film that weren't for football fans. Like you just had to barely know. You had to know what the sport football was. You didn't have to know anything technical. There was definitely shit where I'm like, "What? Like, why is Clifford Clifford Franklin lined up all the way into where he's over a tight end? You know what I mean? Just stuff that wouldn't didn't look right. Or when they called 
six motherfuckers for five yard penalty. Like nigga, y'all tripping. Yeah, I mean, there was like I said, that's all. So it's it's for the comedy and not for the football part. Um, but it still works for me, man. I don't know. Like I said, I I know it's silly. I know it's goofy. I wouldn't really spend time defending the replacements if somebody told me it was whack. I might give them a whole little. Nah, Maybe I stop it. I'm gonna tell them they're crazy, but I'm not gonna sit there and talk you out of it. Like if you don't like the nah, nah. you know what I mean? Like that's not I'm not frying that fish. Um, yeah, but, but you just do love nigga disrespect the replacements. Niggas just ain't walking up on you and be like, hey, the replacements ass, that shit trash, and walk away. Like you gonna be like, well, hold on, wait a minute, nigga. Like he holler at you. <laughs> shit is all right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right, <laughs> but that's my movie, man. I rock yeah. with it. I love the replacements. This is kind of like my own little self, uh, you know, self indulge movie. Hell yeah! Uh, but it's before we get out of here, we got to get weak at Clifford Franklin, boy. That's why I was talking. Like I thought that nigga was used to be hilarious. That nigga was. He was in his own way, man. Clifford, because we all know somebody like Clifford Franklin. Talk a bunch of shit, but ain't nothing. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, as soon as the shit come out, as soon as it's time to get busy, you know, like I said, he, <laughs> he hide behind a jukebox, but he and Jets, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't the only one whipping ass tonight. Yeah, you the man tonight, Clifford Franklin. Like, yeah. in the interview, like, I, can, I can't even catch. I need to stick him, but I'm going to act like I'm that dude in this interview. Right, right. Every day. We all know somebody like Clifford Franklin. Mm-hmm. We sure do. That's what makes it funny. I, I'm trying to figure out why he had the breeze strip when he was working at the mini market. A lot of silly shit going on in this movie. Yeah, straight But up. before we get out of here, we got to rate the movie. If it's too high, too low, just right. The average viewer rates this film a 6.6 out of 10. School, too high, too low, just right. Um, I think it's a little too high. I'm going to say it's about a 6.2. 6.2. It's too low. I'm going 7.1. Mm. 7.1, man. So, yeah, man. I would ask you if you had any final words, but I know you don't. Uh, we appreciate everybody for rocking with us and for listening this week to another episode. Uh, we will be back next week in full full force, full effect, all three of us. We have a movie that I'm very excited to talk about. Me too. Uh, it's Ray P's pick. You know, Ray P always killing it with the picks. Mm-hmm. Um, schools, Guilty Pleasures. Yes, sir. Official debut will be this upcoming Tuesday the 10th, so please be on the lookout for that. Make sure you're subscribed so you can get the alert. Other than that, y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace.